0: Talk cheese. recorded live.
1: Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bennington Area Facebook Talk. This is episode number 17, and it's been a great run, and uh, we're having a good time. One thing we uh, noticed... Uh, For all these shows, usually it starts slow, but for some reason towards the end, it gets exciting and and lively, so stick around if you really want to get into the conversation. A couple things I want to mention. First of all, we have uh, Jim Carroll with us tonight, and he's going to have an opportunity to discuss uh, things he's concerned with in the greater Bennington area. Of course, he's running for uh, uh, re-election, and uh, we're going to be talking with him shortly. Uh, a couple updates, don't forget, uh, we've had these people on uh, this weekend. you got the Youth Summit here in Dunnington, a great organization. The Dad and Brad Show coming up tomorrow on WBTN where you vote the Battle of the Bands. And uh, the February Food Swap, which is at, uh, I can't remember the church, but it's right up there near Friendly. And a, quite a few other things going on this weekend if you're looking for something to do. And uh, as we go along here, if you'd like to talk... All you have to do is push star 8 on your phone, but, but to start, uh, can uh, the people that just came in, if you just want to say your first name and say hello, now's the time
2: to do it. Okay, a lot of people want to just sit on the side, and that's fine. People like to listen, and uh,
1: if you're on your computer, which I see quite a few people are, if you want to uh, text in a message right there, there's a chat window, type in uh, your message, for your comment and we'll be sure and share it with uh, everybody here. So tonight uh, Jim Carroll are you there?
3: I'm I'm right here.
1: Great. Well Jim thank you for joining us tonight and uh, we appreciate having you. We spoke with you a while back but you really never had an opportunity to uh discuss your you know your concerns and issues and 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 things you want to see happening for the Bennington area
3: mm-hmm. with the upcoming, uh, you know, a uh, select board, uh, this, what term is this for you, Jim? It would be my, if I were to be elected again, it would be my second term. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, anyway, so, so first of all, well, uh, you know, we had the fluoridation meetings the for and against, and, uh, uh, we've had some lively talk, uh, and of course, uh, last night we had a great talk about the Poisson closing. That was, uh, for mm-hmm. some, I guess a, a shock. Um, Jim, did you have any heads up on that being on the select board? Was there anything, uh, maybe someone knew ahead of time that they felt this might be coming? Nothing. And Nothing. I'll, I'll
3: tell you, I was in the uh, I was in the town offices uh, uh, two or three days before our last uh, the last um, uh, candidates forum, and I sat down with both. Uh, well, I stood up with uh, Stu Heard and sat down with Michael Arrington and I said, is there anything that I need to know going forward uh, so that there, there are no surprises? And um, if you read the the article on the banner, uh, um, uh, the people at Plaçon were pretty close, uh, played their cards pretty close to the chest. And I, you know, here's another thing for you to know, is that uh, since I have closed my card i uh went to a deco to apply for uh, a job um, and let me back up just a little bit and um, the time that I lived in New York City, I owned retail stores in New York, Philadelphia, and long Island and I purchased millions of dollars worth of goods over about a thirteen year period and When I walked into a deco, uh, the lady behind the desk uh, immediately said you know looked at my resume and said are you familiar with being a buyer and i said well of course i know how to negotiate i know how to uh make money and uh she said well there's a position she couldn't reveal at the time what the position was but uh, this was two days before the banner released that uh, or the banner announced that uh Pluson was closing at any rate this lady uh, from adeco called PLUSON and said we have a candidate here and in a preliminary interview uh, through adeco, it looked great and I was really excited. you know there, there are talents that I can that I can put to use and then the next day <laughs> and the next day it comes out in the paper that uh, plussan is closing. So no, wow. there was no heads, there was no heads up and I had been, like I said, I had been in the town offices speaking both directly to the town manager and Michael Harrington, our economic development director, and there was nothing,
4: nothing.
1: Wow. Okay, so just nothing. Nobody knew. It's just, uh, it's truly unfortunate. I mean, those are good-paying jobs up there, and uh, it's it's just unbelievable. Just kind of like a slap in the face, and it was too bad. uh, It's not a good thing. I know last night... We had a, a good conversation. We were talking about, you know, Stu does a monthly column and a report about the town and things going on. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want to get get your take on this. I know a few people, including myself. Uh, I was kind of taken back by him telling me not to talk
3: negative about the town. Did, did you read that into that? I mean, I just I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't look at it uh, very directly. I skimmed it today, okay. um, so I can't speak to it, but I'll. if you want, I'll try to go on online and find it while we're uh, talking no. here. Well, I just, I didn't like it. basically the word, you know, what he said. Maybe I, I'm reading
1: into it, but uh, all of this negative talk about the town is, to me, is what he's saying is it's the cause of their problems. He saying we shouldn't mm-hmm. talk about the bad stuff. We can talk about the good stuff. And I'm all for that. Anybody that knows me knows I'm an optimist.
3: But Well, let me just, uh, let me just go and look at uh, the uh, columnist's page, but, you know, I don't necessarily uh, disagree with uh, the town manager's intentions on that. I know It's not to say that, you know, I haven't had my differences with them. I've had a lot of differences with them, but, uh, you know, like I said the other night at the uh, town forum, you know, in my eight years that I had the cart there, um you know, I met people from all over the world who came into town. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have the hindsight of knowing what Main Street looked at. And for anybody that's lived here since birth, you know, over the last 50 or 60 years, Main Street and the rest of the town looked very different. And we see the vacant lots around town that had these beautiful and majestic buildings. Did you know that uh, the Friendly's uh, restaurant was the home of this beautiful mansion? Mm. No. Did you know that? No, not at all. There was a beautiful mansion there that was torn down to house Friendly's. And mm. uh, up near where I live on the corner of School Street, you know where the Chinese restaurant is? Sure. One of the ugliest buildings in, in Bennington. But it's still a good business, you know. I eat there quite often, but there used to be a YMCA there, a beautiful, majestic building that, it got, that got torn down to put in a Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my point is that, you know, uh, in retrospect, there are people that have lived in Bennington all their lives, and we've seen, we've seen things change. And in the heart of our beings, we think that it's not necessarily for the best. But my what point, going back to yeah. the things that other people see about Bennington, they don't see it the way that we do. We don't. They don't see it in, in retrospect. They see it as a warm and friendly town with beautiful architecture, and I think we lose sight of that. Granted, and the thing that I want to, Point out here is that if we were to live here or in Albany or New York City or Podunk, Podunk, Iowa, you know, I think we'd all be rather at one to one degree or another dissatisfied with how things are and want them to be better. And who doesn't? We all do. We all want them sure. to be better. Sure. And sure. Uh, to suggest mm-hmm. that the people that are, you know doing their best at the town office are are, are, are not trying to, to do their best. And I, think it's, I think it's just unfair. You know, I've been on the board for three years, and there have been suggestions that uh, to one degree or another that <clears throat> uh, Stu Heard has the uh, select board, and it makes me laugh, and I'm sorry if I laugh out loud, that we're just puppets of uh, – uh, Stu Heard, when in fact what the Charter points out and what I've learned on in the three years that I've been on there is that the uh, the chair of the board and the vice chair, they set the agenda. And if they don't like what Stu has to suggest, and, and here's, here's a fact that needs to be pointed out and underlined, is that Stu is the business manager who serves at the pleasure of the select board. And if at any point in time the, the select board doesn't like what he's doing, he's done. But Sue suge- or Stu suggests a, uh, a schedule or an agenda, but it's up to the, the uh, chairman or the chairperson and the vice chair to, just, to decide whether or not uh, what comes before the board makes it to an agenda. So, final. Uh, my bottom line here is that. For those people who say that Stu controls things, it's a bunch of, can I say bullshit? Well, yeah, of course. It. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's crap. But there are some candidates out there who, who would like people to believe that, uh, you know, Stu is just this puppet master, and he's manipulating all of us, and it's a load of crap. Great. Good point. Good
1: point. And you... Uh... So what you're saying is the select board can fire him?
2: Just Absolutely. Like
3: Anytime they're no dissatisfied with it, with his performance, he's done. No kidding. Wow. Yeah.
1: Anyways, we've had a few people join us here. If anybody wants to chime in and just say hello, now's the time to do it. Okay, I guess everybody wants to just listen on the side, Jim. So, anyways, uh, what we hopefully we uh, want to talk about t- t- tonight is, you know, uh, you're running for office. What can you bring mm-hmm. to the table that some of the other candidates
3: can't? Well, you know, that's a difficult question, and I really have, you know, when I got a, when I decided to look for work outside of the cart, I was asked to. Uh, write a resume and i've had very few times in my life where i actually had to write a resume and somebody said to me well you got to brag about yourself and i've never been comfortable with that but i had to write down what my qualifications were and uh you know i've got i ran a stores in new york city philadelphia and long island where i had you know millions of dollars of years in negotiating experience. Uh, buying and selling stuff and uh I used to and one of the things that I was proud of it of was that uh when I had to sit down with a with a potential vendor and it would take you know sometimes two, three or more hours to write it twenty, sometimes thirty dollar to thirty thousand dollar order and say, Okay, what's my uh, what's my discount gonna be? And they say, Oh well, we can't do any discount. I'd say, well, okay, we're all done. And I would walk out, and they'd say, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You know, don't leave yet. But anyway, my point is that uh, when it comes to uh, uh, the town's business, you've got to look beyond it, and and just a very narrow scope of things, um, and uh, being able to negotiate and... uh, do the town's business on a narrow scale is just, you know, if you think that that the answers are simple and they're easy, it's just not the truth. That's what I've learned over over a three year period. Now to change the subject just a little bit, uh, you know, the other night at our last can the last candidates forum, you know, I, I scolded uh, uh, Joey Culkin about uh, uh, talking about the Putnam Hotel and and um, uh, bringing in new business. And I asked him whether or not, in fact, he had uh, bothered to inquire uh, with... uh, He he called it the Hilton Canopy, and I think I may be uh, misquoting him, but not directly. But in the meantime, after that, uh, Joey did do the work of uh, inquiring uh, with uh, respect to a developer and lo and behold, there's a developer that Joey was able to get a hold of. And, you know, Joey deserves credit for doing that. Um, and this, this developer, according to Joey's uh, uh, Facebook page, has expressed an interest in coming to Bennington to look at the, the Putnam Hotel. And isn't that what we want? Those are the kinds of things that, that, that we want in any candidate. And Joey deserves credit for it.
1: Well, I agree. I, you know, I kind of stayed away from that issue, but I think you know to take the initiative to go through that. Those are the kind of people uh, uh, you want to, to take the initiative mm-hmm. to do things, you know, and that's great. Hey, you, you brought a hell of a crowd with you tonight, uh, Jim. We've got the, we've got quite a few people listening. If you wanted to say hello on your first name, now's the time to do it.
3: Uh,
1: Hi, Brian. Jim. This is Chris Oldham. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris, good to have you on tonight. Thanks for joining us, Jim. You're not on your computer tonight, and I've had, I have a few uh, people uh, type in their uh, chat messages, so I'm going to uh, share what they say with you. Um, okay. Number one, number one is, uh, w- what's your feeling about a mayor? Too late to. Uh,
3: what's, I want to read the question just like it says. You know, I, no, I, no, uh, I really don't. If you want my direct answer, I don't know. I really don't. You know, Timmy Corcoran was really close to me, and uh, he was never convinced that it was the right thing to do. Um, But, you know, having said that, I don't know. I really don't know. I I haven't heard a convincing argument uh, for or against. I just, I don't know.
1: Okay, so you're going to just leave it at, I don't know. Okay, well, that's the question. I don't know. I'd
3: have to hear more information. Okay.
1: Here's, here's a funny one. We like to lighten things up now and then. Uh, how much did Stu pay you to carry water,
5: Jim? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, I uh, you know I I've never carried water for Stu. And can you tell me who said that? Because I'd uh, like no. to meet him in a I'd like to meet in a dark alley. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, At, you know I I I've sat across the the desk from Stu. And, uh, you know, the one thing that he asked me to do just out of respect was that if I had an issue with him, bring it to him before a meeting. And it didn't stop me from uh, bringing the issue up uh, to him. Then in fairness to him, I said that I would so that neither the town, uh, mostly the town leadership and town employees wouldn't look like idiots. And I think that's not an unfair thing to do. You know, bring it to him. If if I don't like the answer, fine, and 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 he'll tell me that that uh, that uh, answer that I don't like at a meeting. But I never carried the water for him. And if anybody if anybody accuses me of that, they better make damn sure they know what the hell they're talking about. Okay, well we're just having fun here. There's a question
1: they threw out there. I think it was more you know in jest, anyways. Uh, Chris, did you have any questions today you
5: want to ask uh, uh, Jim? Well, I, I have to say that I, I've been in Jim's shoes. Um, you know, I was a select board member for three terms and um I don't envy this process. I, I know that it's uh you know it's difficult um you know to, to be on the other end and um but you know, not being on the board and not being a candidate, uh being an outsider looking in, uh I'm actually pretty excited that we have such a um diverse group of people and to have eight uh, candidates running for, for two positions, you know, it's almost unheard of. Uh, but I think it also goes to show that there are people out there that are finally, you know, willing to step up and and at least be heard. So,
3: um,
5: you know, at this point in the game, I, I'm not quite sure who I'm voting for. I'm, I'm just glad I have a choice. Good.
3: Jim, you're, Jim, I had your reply? Uh, I'm, I'm glad, but I think I know who your choice ought to be. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Anyways,
1: folks, you're listening to Bennington Area Facebook Talk. I've got a couple of things that I have to mention. Number one is I'm having another grandchild. Not me, although my stomach's getting big. But uh, uh, long story short is I'm on Bluetooth. I've got my iPhone here, but I keep getting text messages because uh, the baby's coming. And I, you know, if we get interrupted, you know, you're gonna, you might hear it. But that's why that's happening. So looking forward to that.
3: Congratulations. <laughs>
0: Congratulations Congratulations
3: to you, but I have to ask Chris when his babies do. (laughs) Uh-oh. Sorry, I couldn't help it.
1: Oh, boy. Anyways, the show must go on. So uh, a lot of people are listening on their computer tonight. Uh, What I'm going to do, we have uh, seven people also on their phone. What I'm going to do is if things get uh, a little too much, what I do is mute everybody and just the primary caller if you'd like to ask a question, all you have to do is hit star 8 on your phone, and I'll see the prompt here, and then I'll make sure you're next up to ask a question. So we're talking with Jim Carroll tonight. We want to give him an opportunity to talk about his uh, run for re-election here uh, for the select board. Um, other issues, Jim, uh, like we said, it's kind of open to you. What, the question was very broad. You know, what, what do you bring that the other candidates know? But uh, what's your what's your big concern? What's your big issue coming up?
3: Well, I'll, you know, just thinking about this, you know, and I mean, to, I don't mean to cast any aspersions on any of uh, my fellow candidates, but uh, when I looked around that table the other night, I'm the only one that's ever run a business uh, who, who sat at that table, and I've been self-employed. Uh, for uh, about 25 years. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's easy to suggest solutions that uh, mm-hmm. might appear simple and concrete, but, you know, when it comes to... And, and, and the case in point is uh, the uh, Putnam Hotel. You know, we had a serious... Uh, we've had... And this is the most reliable information that I have, have had and came through... And I'll repeat this: Our town manager and our economic developer, Michael Harrington, that we had three. And, uh, we had three serious uh, inquiries about redeveloping the Putnam Motel and, and the, uh, the the most serious inquiry or offer. Uh, I'll leave it at inquiry. I won't say offer. But uh, the gentleman said that even if you were to give me this property, I don't know whether I would take it because it would take $14 million to bring it up to code. Now, given that, that uh, figure, let's put that on a 30-year mortgage to rehab it, okay? Now, you have to take in, into, consider, in, into consideration, not just the rehabilitation of the, the property, the so $14 million just to bring it up to code, but you have to think 10, 15, 20 years ahead for the operational costs, the maintenance, the marketing, and all the other the costs that uh, that are associated with uh, rehabbing that property. So, in all likelihood, you're talking at least twenty, at least two two times the cost of uh, operating that that property in a uh, over a twenty or thirty year period. Now, the point that I want to make is. In the grand scheme of things, in, a, in a, an ideal world, wouldn't we want the, uh, the Putnam Hotel uh, rehabbed? But it's not going to be simple. It's not going to be easy. But let me um, just back up just a little bit. Joey Culkin, again, has said that he's had a developer that he has made contact with. That is interested in, in coming to look at the, the property uh, in the first week of March, and if he can get it done, then we ought to erect a statue in memory of Joey. Well,
5: I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, it, it's a, it's a great idea. It's an interesting one, but um, you know, the the Putnam Hotel was a hotel on Main Street, and it mm-hmm. ended up closing for various reasons, um, and. The 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 rhetoric that I'm hearing is that you know if we get this Hilton you know to come in and resurrect the the Putnam Hotel, um, what's to say
3: that it's going to be able to sustain itself since the the Putnam? That's didn't. exactly my point, Chris. When I said that you know if if it's just four if it costs at least fourteen million dollars to rehab it, what's it going to cost to sustain it? Now, yeah, and we have, you know, there, and we have there to are pay. lots there. There are lots of questions on the on the ground that we don't know the answer to, but I think bottom line, Joey Culkin deserves the, uh, um, the credit for making that phone call after I scolded him, and uh, and who the hell knows? It, he might be the little, you know, savior at the little um, uh, marble bank. We don't know. Yeah, I ha- I have to say that um, you know I'll, I'll give
5: him credit for starting that dialogue anyway, but. Um, you know, I, I think that we need to to do more work establishing ourselves as a destination point in order to fill those rooms. Because at this point, I don't feel like the demand is there for a Hilton Canopy, and we also have to be careful and, and kind of see through. And I keep saying rhetoric because that's that's sort of what I'm hearing throughout this process. That um, you know, this, I, I, I think what it, what we're we're doing here is we're well. Some people are are making this canopy, the end-all, be-all, the savior of the town, which even if it does open, I don't see that one thing making, you know, putting Bennington on the map or or um, revitalizing downtown mm-hmm. alone. I, I think that there's a, a huge process.
3: That no, but I think fight. that, uh, you know, I think, you know, I'm I, I, pardon me for interrupting, and then Joey has is, is, is clarified his remarks and, and by saying that it isn't necessarily uh, associated with canopy Hiltons, but it's, it's, it's a developer that knows about canopy. Nevertheless, um, you know, if we could kickstart it with redeveloping that, and then, you know, if the rest of the properties could be uh, parceled off. Uh, like I said the other night, and I spoke to the town manager uh, yesterday, about the, the number of inquiries that we've had about uh, restarting um, uh, Greenbergs. Uh, initially, I said four, when in fact there have been five. And, uh, and this is a direct quote. The uh, town manager said that up until very recent days, the, the Greenberg family, to the best of his knowledge, and I had to rely on on the man who who uh is our town manager, our business manager mm-hmm. to, to the best of his knowledge, he said that uh, uh, the Greenberg family were not interested in in selling it off piecemeal. piecemeal, but that may have changed according to the the quotes that uh joey uh Culkin provided on his Facebook page. David Greenberg said that it really came, that the the family, and I'm paraphrasing, so don't quote me directly, that the family was willing to talk about selling it off by pieces. But the caveat was, and don't quote me directly, but this is what I took away from it, is that the family would consider it, but it would have to be a family decision. Now, does anybody know any differently than that or read uh, Joey's um, Facebook post? Uh, uh,
1: Jim, this is Brian. Uh, Folks, you're listening to the Bennington Area Facebook Talk. We have a guest that's on with us. Um, They're on the phone and on the computer. They're welcome to talk, but they've been making some posts here, and they're signing their post DG. And let me read some of the posts to you. And uh, you, you take it from there. <clears throat> um, David Greenberg disputed that statement yesterday, Jim. It's disturbing to hear that people are making false claims about my family. I can tell you that we have not had four offers to purchase in the past weeks. There was one, but the offer had aspects which we were not, which were not acceptable, and we were hoping to negotiate. We had two deals fall through on the in a, f- a few years ago, and despite a listing, a listing nonsense, a deal mm-hmm. for all the downtown property fell through when the building business exercised an option to terminate for no blank. It was rumored that my family changed terms, which is not true. The closing was scheduled, and we were surprised to hear of the termination. We also had an offer fall through last spring. My family
3: is open to any reasonable proposal. So okay. go ahead. There you go. That's good. That's that's great, and that sounds like a direct quote from from uh, Joey Culkin's page. But I'm telling you that I would not mo- mislead uh, the people of Bennington. I have done my homework, and I have spoken to the people who represent the town, and I think who have an absolute responsibility to uh, provide the most accurate information. And I have been to the town office multiple times. I have spoken to them directly about the conditions that the Greenbergs have have, uh, have said were acceptable to them. So I'm, I'm telling you that I'm telling you that the truth is the best that I know it. Okay, well, uh, we have
6: guest three. Want to ask ask a question? Go ahead, guest three. Jimmy and Susie. I mean, Susie, what's I'm just what's curious up? as as to why <laughs> you would not believe David Greenberg <laughs> over Stuart and Michael Harrington. I mean, I I just don't get that. David Susie, Greenberg. I, you, made... and I,
3: you and, I, you, and I, you and I have talked about this, and unless I speak to uh, David Greenberg directly. Um, you know,
2: okay. I, I would be
3: a, I would be a fool to offer that information. I am offering but why the would best. David I, I'm not done here, you know, Susie. Susie quote. Susie, you know, you M- do do no. Don't do this here. Let me speak. I, I've said it to you a dozen times, if not more. I am offering the most accurate information that I have given. I know you words. are, but Jimmy. I'm, I'm not done speaking. I have offered the best and most accurate information that responsible people in this town have given me. I cannot deny I cannot
6: take someone, a
3: third person quote
6: that Jimmy somebody else. Jim, I'm yeah, just please. gonna tell you you cannot deny that a person who goes direct to the source, David Greenberg, and speaks to him directly yeah. and gets a direct quote that totally contradicts what Michael Harrington and Stewart are saying. There is a question or questions that need to be answered.
4: Now, yeah, I understand you're right. you're you right.
6: did your no, look, look. I don't I
4: don't Look,
6: I want to believe.
3: I want to
5: believe that you did that your that due diligence
6: thing. by going to your employees mm-hmm. for an answer. I want
3: to believe that their an answer was not an accurate answer. He's telling us the
6: truth. But I Wait think, a minute. You know, Jimmy, I
3: can't hear you. Be- okay, hold on. We're, what we're going to do
1: here, just in fairness, we brought Jimmy into the show to talk about his candidacy, and it's a great conversation, but with two people talking, it gets cluttered.
7: So right is now,
5: that,
1: Jimmy, can I, ask Jimmy a
7: can I ask a question? This is Mike Pfeffer. Is this what we're going to talk about the whole rest of the show Is Jim... Uh, jim's candidacy
1: yes
7: that's what we're going to talk about the whole show not not
1: not the whole show but until the conversation calms down yes
7: well okay i'll i'm going to get off and let somebody else get on because i'm not interested in this discussion I, i agree with Susie. if greenberg's made a statement that's the one we have to take he owns the property he's the family i take it from that source so you guys have a good day
1: all right, Mike, come back after. Thank you. Anyways, Jim, you're going to have a chance to reply, and then Su- Susie, don't get mad at me, but I'll unmute you as soon as he's done. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Okay. Unless, just as I have uh, um, quoted both the town manager and uh, Michael Harrington, and by the way, the other night at uh, the candidates forum, the, the town manager was in attendance, and I remember looking across the room when I said, to the best of my knowledge, that the uh, Greenberg family uh, was not interested in selling this off piecemeal. Now, I I don't mean to contradict uh, Joel Culkin, uh, and I want to take him at at his word because I cannot believe for a second that he would uh, inappropriately uh, quote uh, a member of the Greenberg family. Nevertheless, I would like to hear directly from uh, the Greenbergs about their interest in, in transferring this property, and if, in effect, it has changed within the last several weeks. I think that needs to be clarified for everybody interested. But to the best of my knowledge, uh, and the information that I have been provided up until this point, Jimmy, um, can I I'm speak? I'm not done. I'm not done. Up until this point, um, the Greenbergs have not been interested. Nevertheless, I do not mean in any way to take away from the veracity or the truthfulness of Joey Colton. I believe it. That's all I have to say. At this point,
6: the only thing I want to ask is, is why would Stuart and Michael and whoever else claim that that property was only being sold as a package now i'm not blaming you i don't know you know i freaking love you to death why would they claim that that is being sold as a package when in truth that's not the truth
3: i don't know sue i don't know maybe that i'm only going to speculate and I'm only. Uh, well, you said you talked
6: on today or I'm, yesterday, and they're still saying the same second. thing.
3: No, what, what, what. You asked me what has changed on the ground, and that is the term that the Greenberg. Jimmy, family, it's
6: listed separately oh, will you let from me our finish? Side?
3: You know, You know, Susie, you never let me finish. You never do. What could have happened in the short term, in the very short term, this is the the, the Greenbergs uh, decided to change the terms, and I don't know that to be true. I I'm, I want to reemphasize that is pure speculation on my part. But I want what I want to underline is that you know, I I went to the town manager today and I asked him what the the most accurate information was that he had, and he said as far as he knew, this was one piece. Period. Okay. I have to
1: interrupt you. First of all, Suzanne's going to kill me for, for, for keep blocking her. But you have to understand we've got a lot of other people on the call. I have two people mm-hmm. in the queue that want to ask questions. Uh, the other thing is tonight we're talking, uh, right now, everything's about downtown Bennington and an issue with this hotel. But, I mean, I had a, there's a great question here. What about the rest of Bennington? What about Northside Drive, Kosher Drive, the kids, the police department? I mean, God
3: damn it! And I Fine. agree with this person. There's a lot more shit going on than this just this one. You got bell. it. You got it. I'm glad. I'm so glad that you, Brian, or, um, that uh, you started uh, uh, this uh, because it really lets me let go. Because I, you know, I have to be more restrained at a select board meeting, and it's not like, you know, when I when I had my card on Main Street and I had my spatula in my hand, I could run off at the mouth. This is uh, uh, a similar place, but anyway. As far as Northside Drive goes, that's, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that is a state highway. That's a state highway, and the town of Bennington has little or nothing to say about it. It's the crappiest road in Bennington, and can I hear some applause about that? It's the crappiest road in Bennington, and and what a lot of people don't understand is that from the, the Deer Park north and, uh, uh, is it towards the road toward uh, uh, Bennington College? That's all state highway, and it's crap. And it's only within the last year or so you've noticed we've had curbs there. And don't you think that 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 happened through a lot of pressure from uh, 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 our, our uh, state representatives to get that done? In addition to that, there's so much infrastructure that needs to be done, but you know there's this poker game between the state and the town, about getting it done. The state says, okay, you can have it. You can have that road if you want to take care of it. And the town of Bennington, rightly so and smartly so, should say, the hell with that. Do the infrastructure needs. Repay that road. But and the people of Bennington don't know better that that's a state road that the town of Bennington shouldn't be stuck with. Can you imagine the, the amount of money that we would have to, to, to pay for to get that up to uh, uh, just decent standards, yes. I don't know about you, but I drive it almost every day. It's uh, it's terrible, and and, wow. and and by and large, the roads in Bennington, they're not perfect. But I can tell you the the, the demarc- demarcation points where the the state highway roads begin and the, the, the town roads begin, and if you go up to South Street at the cemetery, those are state highway roads. Anything beyond that, it's full of potholes, it's crap. But you come into town, and there, that's not to say that there aren't, there aren't areas where uh, we have potholes, but by and large, R.J. Jolly and our to- uh, town highway crew do the best that they can to uh, make sure that we have decent roads. But, again, what I want to underscore is that people think that those, the crappiest roads in Bennington, Northside Drive, starting at uh, the Deer Park, uh, heading north, all the way down to Bennington College, those are state highways. They're not Bennington Town Roads.
1: Okay, Jim, let me ask you this, and I'm, there's a lot of people who want to ask stuff, but I'm going to ask this. Uh, so if I have a business on Northside Drive, let's say uh, a motel, for example, on Northside Drive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, the town can't help me in any way, shape, or form when they decide to curb it or anything with the road or any. The town has no say in that.
3: Well, yes, I mean there there is some say, say there is some say in so far as you know what what how far the uh, curb line goes in, but there are state parameters that we can't control that we just can't control. You know, C.J.'s fish fry was a and the old Paul's fish fry was a perfect I- example. As far as I understand, you know the the curbs and the curbing that happened there. Do you remember how easy it was to get in and out of there? But in order, to, as far as I know, to, in order to get highway funds that, that helped uh, the town of Bennington, they had to put in this ridiculous curbing that I think it was like 15 feet uh, opening, and uh, the guy that owned Verne said that that killed his bu- business. Anybody remember that? Anybody, oh, anybody yeah. remember that, that story? Sure, sure. absolutely. Yeah. When yeah. I was a kid, you know, you could pull in and out of uh, Paul's Fish Fry from any angle from the corner of uh, Depot and River Street to uh, Depot and Maine. So, anyways, you're listening to Bennington Area Facebook
1: Talk, Jim. We're going to go till 7 o'clock, so we've got 15 more minutes. Uh, I invited you to finish your conversation about you running for select board. I'd prefer if we, like we said, you know, get on other topics because that one topic is just getting, uh, you know, we constantly stay with it. So, uh, first of all, if you're on the phone and you have a question, star 8, and I'll see you come up in the queue and you, your question will be answered. I'll share it with the uh, uh, Jim, and also if you're just listening on your computer, and if you have a statement or a question, you oh, can Dave, uh, just
3: type, type Dave, it in there. So Dave, who's I'm, I'm happy to answer anybody's question, and they need not be afraid. That uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily going to give them the answer they want. I'm going to give them the answer that I know. Okay, so everybody does your opportunity, and uh,
1: Suzanne, I hope you're not mad at me. I hope you're still here. I don't see you
6: there. No, I'm not mad at you, and I'm not mad at Jimmy at all. I love him to death. He's a close yeah. family friend. I yeah. I will love him forever, and um, my question is is that um, you and I both grew up in the same time. We grew up with our families being good friends, and now that the bypass has come in, this is a whole new ball game for Bennington. Yeah, it is. And... It is. Um, we are in a transition, and I know there's a, been a lot of blame and all of that going on, but literally, Bennington is in an area of time and place where they never expected to be, even mm-hmm. though we all knew this was going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: So now that we don't have traffic for all the course of history of Bennington, came right through mm-hmm. the center of town, Mm-hmm. So, I should, let, me, let, me, so okay. let me speak well, to I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. How okay. do you think Bennington should deal with this?
3: Okay, well, you know, just to be the rabble rouser that you've always known me to be. Um, I love you. You know, I love you too, sweetheart. Uh, when I started my cart in 2007, neither one of uh, the uh, two legs on, on uh, the bypass had opened. And I watched the traffic come through town. And you know that the uh, way that I was able, it was a barometer that I used when people would come through town and they'd ask me directions on the way to Manchester, to Brattleboro, uh, to uh, uh, Williamstown. And, when and that's that first how leg... I
6: remember Bennington. Yep. That's exactly how I remember Bennington. And yep. so this is all new.
3: So when that first leg opened to Manchester... When in the first two or three months, people would come through town, and it was they were real stragglers, and uh, they'd ask me how to get to Manchester, and I'd say left at the light. And then after about six months, I never got requests for, uh, for Manchester, and then, and this was my very first year. It was 2007, and it was the uh, the winter months when I was really struggling. I was out there freezing my butt off. And it was Christmas break. It was a day after Christmas. And this caravan of uh, uh, SUVs pulled up. They were all with New Jersey plates, all Cadillac. They got lost? Plates. Cadillac, no, no, no. Cadillac Escalades. And they were heading up to Mount Snow. And they all pulled out. And they're packed to the gunnels with uh, teenage boys and girls and their parents. And they jumped out. And I was struggling. And they jumped out and they ordered 36 cheeseburgers. Ooh. Never mind burgers and chips and the rest of that. But that paid my rent for the month. And then when presidents came, presidents' day, when presiden- I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Presidents' day came, and Martin Luther King, and New Year's, I was looking for those people. And where the hell are you? Why aren't you here? And when they did, I'm telling you right now, it was a six or $700 day that I could wow. count on to pay my bills. And once the new leg of the bypass uh, opened up, I never saw him again. Okay, Peter, so now, Peter, let now. Let me finish. No, let no. me finish. Let me finish. Peter Brady, about a year or so ago, I was out there on a cold February day, and this uh, these couple of guys from New Jersey with a girlfriend, you know, with uh, the trailer with some uh, mobiles in the back, said, uh, We haven't seen, And Peter Brady can back me up on this. Peter Brady. Or uh, the guy said, we haven't seen you in, like, the last three years. And I said, well, have you bothered to drive through town? And they said, no, we're taking 279. And I said, well, that's not why you're not seeing me. They're not (laughs) coming through town anymore. (laughs) We've
1: got a uh, a comment. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Somebody's in the queue. Uh, I think it's Jeff. Jeff, are you with us? I am with you. Uh, Good evening to all. And I guess. You wanted to say oh, something
0: here? You, you put your hand I do. up, I, 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 I do. I do. I do. I wanted to say, first of all, thanks to, to Jim for his service. Jim may not remember me, but a, a couple of years ago, you know, I was looking around Bennington. I was from the D.C. area, and I was looking for some place to settle my last move. And because of some of the conversations I had on the street with Jim and a few <laughs> other people, I decided that Bennington was the place for me. I could I live. I think I, I remember room. you. And your, you and your wife came. Absolutely, and boy, yeah. thank you for remembering, Jim. But yeah. you know, it's it's Bennington is. And you were a looking dod- at the old.
3: You were looking at the old uh,
0: uh, car dealership. Is that right? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Very good. And and, go. and 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 here's the thing. Be, uh, Ethan Allen, our friend, you know, our, our sarcastic friend Ethan Allen. Once you recently did a, a a sketch, and it had a bunch of skeletons in a row, like you could see like on an X-ray, and one said. Uh, uh, man, woman, gay, straight, uh, mm-hmm. Jew, Catholic, Muslim, and they're all the same. And then there was one skeleton that wasn't the same. It was all hunched over and put upon and bent over, and it said Ben and And I said, this is so indicative of our self-image. You know, mm-hmm. again, I don't have all the baggage from what was and what is. I could have cho- I could have chosen any place I wanted to, and we looked all the way, from Saratoga Springs, New York, to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and we kept coming back to Bennington. We kept coming back to Bennington. We kept coming back to Bennington. Bennington is a fine place. It's, it's, it's high time that we in Bennington understand that we live in a fine place. We have people now writing about us all over the country, telling us what a fine place we are from SMU, calling us one of the, top, the t- number 15 top... Uh, uh, art, art, uh, uh, art, vibrant uh, townships in the country, less than 500,000 people, to uh, you know the Blue Bend, to the South Street, uh, uh, South Street Cafe, to the Bennington uh, uh, Museum. Uh, we have a we have a good thing going here. We just don't realize it. All we have to do is export our greatness. Out to the mm-hmm. outside world, and people will come. So I, I just want to let you know. I, I hear people who say things are bad. I hear that, but you know mm-hmm. what? There's two ways of looking at the world. We we have we have a great town. We have great people. We've got pretty darn good leadership. That is, it's and it's a thankless job. And God love you guys who step up and lead because you know you no no good deed ever goes unpunished. And I just wanted to You've say got you got it. Huh. Well I I th-
3: thank you very much and I appreciate it but I think I have a solution. And Susie so right I know you can back me up on this.
6: I'm right here honey.
3: Okay. I think I have a solution. You know. No, uh, we agree. Wait a minute. Let me, a finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Here's my solution. You know, both of our parents my my mother ended up with Alzheimer's. And your mother,
2: mother
3: your mother's getting there. And I think if we could, instead of in- introducing fluoridation into the water, we can introduce Alzheimer's, and everybody would remember just today, and they'd think it was great.
2: <laughs> I think that's
3: funny. You know, everybody would think that Bennington's great, and I don't mean to take away anybody's suffering because I really well, wait,
6: can I just stop for a minute because right. I think, Count Grimshaw has a great point in that we should be selling ourselves wonderfully, and I think we do. But I don't think he realizes that what has happened to Bennington in the last few years is so unmarked territory. I mean, we literally, for 200 years or 300 years, have had traffic run right through the center of our town. town. And then suddenly, and it may not seem suddenly to the political process and all the politicos involved and my father well, your father and, Art, Timmy you know. and everyone was involved. But yep. it happened suddenly to this generation. Mm-hmm. And now we have a downtown that is no longer receiving Route Seven and Nine. All
2: right. So I got and maybe they're act.
6: receiving a little bit of nine but in uh-huh. twenty years, they're not going to get the southern section okay. that's coming in. Uh,
0: Suzanne, oh. Suzanne, where one door closes, another opens, and where the traffic door and no, closes, I, I, I agree, and, and again, but you that's... have
6: to understand the history, Jeffrey. And I, I know what you're saying is true, and I totally agree with it. It's just mm-hmm. this happened suddenly to our town, right? And they weren't ready for it. No matter how many people told them it was happening, yeah. Well, there, well, there's a know, lot of other dynamics.
0: You know. we, now, we, now have, we now have another highway running through our town, and that is the Internet, video marketing, yes, social marketing do. highway. We have yes, to start working that highway yeah. very, very aggressively.
6: Yes, we do. And there's a lot of hope for Bennington, but we've got to get on that page. We're just not there yet. It, we got struck, really. I mean,
3: hey, Am I being heard or no?
1: Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Jimmy. Yes, everybody's you heard. Let me interrupt here. Uh, you're listening to Bennington Area Facebook talk. Uh, you can finish that in a second. What it is here, we've got seven minutes to our first hour here, and what I have to do is, uh, Jimmy, what I'd like to do is answer the question or talk to that, and then your last, say, five minutes here, I'd like you to talk specifically about, why people should vote for you and then at the seven o'clock hour we can c- continue the conversation about anything we want but because uh we, we have an agenda i want to give you that opportunity so go ahead and uh, finish the question or the statement you were going to make but then take the time to, to talk because a lot of people listen to this afterwards which is quite surprising a lot of people don't want it for some reason they don't want to join in but a lot of people listen afterwards so uh, go ahead and finish and then uh I'll go right into why people should vote for you, and then at the 7 o'clock hour, I'll interrupt, and we'll just con- continue the conversation here on
2: Bennington Area Facebook Talks. Go ahead.
3: Um, um, thank you very much for the uh, the time here. And I'm going to throw out an outlandish idea, and uh, but I'm going to relate it to uh, what the entire purpose of the bypass was. You know, the bypass was a pro- was proposed more than fifty years ago. I'm I'm thinking man, if my memory serves me, it was the nineteen fifties that this you was are proposed. correct. I was who said that? I did, Susie. Oh, okay. All right. Um well, let me talk. Don't interrupt me, god damn it. Um Well mute me. Brian? I wish
6: I I wish I could, and
3: I wouldn't do it by a button
2: either.
3: Anyhow. Um, Brian,
2: mute
3: me. Well, quiet. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, people bitching and moaning about uh, traffic through the downtown, particularly trucks, and the original do- design on the bypass, and let's call it what it is, was to reroute traffic, uh, truck traffic, the downtown and one of the concerns that that they talked about way back when was they were afraid that these big tractor trailer trucks were going to shake apart um the buildings in the downtown and wreck uh uh the sewer and plumbing on main street and the the original design as far as i know and remember (laughs) was that uh truck traffic was going to be rerouted on 279 which would take it out of Bennington. And again, the the original uh, design would have then rerouted car traffic into the downtown. Well, at some point along the line, as far as I understand, and I could be wrong, is that the way that they were going to reroute it at the junction of 279 became too expensive. And to cheapen up the project, they said, okay, we'll let everybody go on 279. And uh, we lost all the traffic, as I, I you know, <laughs> iterated to you uh, a little while ago. I, I saw my business die, and I know I saw, I talked to business owners on Main Street. One of my good friends, Natasha Garda, said that uh, when the second leg of 279 opened up, her business <laughs> dropped by 30%. So anyway, here's an outlandish idea, and I may get crucified for it, and that's okay. Um, I like being closer to Jesus. Um, let's say, just for you know, a crazy idea that uh, the state of Vermont decides to put a toll booth at the Vermont border of two seventy nine. Now, before everybody goes nuts, every Vermonter and every uh, every Vermonter and every uh, member of the, the town of Bennington. Would be exempt. But anybody else, and truck traffic would be exempt. But there would be toll booth signs at the New York State border saying, Warning, if you're not a resident of Vermont, there's a $5 toll. And we'd get that tr- traffic rerouted into the downtown. Now that's outlandish, and you know, people may hang me in effigy for it. But I wanna restore the, the traffic to the downtown in Bennington and get people that once we're coming through Bennington back into the downtown. And that's one solution.
1: Well you have about three more minutes, Jim. Any,
3: anything else and then we'll make we'll take some comments on what you said. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you the you know, when I when I ran for uh Select Board, I never promised anything except that I would work hard, that I would examine the issues as thoroughly as i could that i would do my homework that i would talk to as many people who uh had not only an opinion but information about uh, what i wanted to do for the town and i'll tell you one of the most rewarding things that uh that i experienced while i was on the board is during the time that i had my car when people would come to me with a concern and uh You know, I would take that concern to the town office or uh, one of our legislators, and uh, I would try to get them an answer. And I didn't always get the answer they wanted. I gave them the answer that uh, fit the ordinance or the laws and and promised to do uh, uh, the best that I could. And uh, I'd like to continue to do that. You know, I moved away from Bennington. For about twenty years and uh even though I may have left Bennington, uh Bennington never left me and uh I don't I don't suspect it, it ever will. That's it.
2: You still there?
1: Well Jim, thank you so much. Chris let's start with Chris. Chris, do you have any comments that you want to bring up on this before
5: we go to our next hour? Well, um, I should have known better to uh, get on this call and think I was going to get any kind of <laughs> time <in to> <laughs> and soups right on the line. But, hey, uh, I have a lot of respect for both of them. I know that they are really passionate about Bennington and this conversation certainly showed that. But, um, you know, w- one thing that we are faced with, uh, you know, every year on the ballot is the articles. A lot of agencies and nonprofits um, yeah. in Bennington rely on the money that comes, you know, through the town based on the town vote. Um, Jim, if you were elected, or even if you're not elected, uh, are you comfortable mentioning, you know, are you in support of of the uh, agencies or um, do you have an issue with the process or can you talk to us about your opinion on...
3: I think by and large I'm... I'm, uh, supportive of the agencies that are willing to do the work. You know, Chris, you were there when we adopted the new policy about how uh, uh, people would qualify. And, yeah, uh, you
5: know, with the, with my nine years on the board, that, that policy has changed, I think. Yeah, it has. Every, yeah. every other year. So it's really difficult for not only the agencies, but for the people to, you know, sometimes they have to go out and, and collect Yes, pictures. it is. Yep. Sometimes they but have those, to go out and, you know, it's level funded, and then they don't get, need to get the signatures. I mean, it changes all the time, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think my, my direct question to you is, Is there an are there agencies that you support and would like to see the town, you know, um, vote and come out in support of them?
3: Overall, I think, you know, uh, the Homeless Coalition, I think, you know, has a soft spot for me because you know, there's nothing that stops from any of us, any of us from uh, becoming homeless. You know, you never count on it. And uh, there are a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of research over the years. You know, nobody, nobody wants to become homeless, but a lot of people do. Especially and, uh, at this time of year, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's got a soft spot in my heart. Um, but it's an awful lot of money that we give to uh, the Homeless Coalition. Um, so I'm kind of split, uh, by it, but, you know, you gotta, you know, I'll tell you my very earliest, uh, experience of finding anybody or seeing anybody homeless was when I, I went to, uh, Jimmy Carter's inauguration in 1977 in January and my parents, we'd never been to Washington DC and we're driving through Washington DC at about 10 o'clock at night. And I saw this. Person laying on a, uh, a subway grate as we were passing by the, uh, the United States Capitol it was lit, lit up bright as you know as could be, and I said, "Dad, stop the car! Stop the car! There's somebody laying on the on the ground." And uh, I went, over, I got out of the car, and
7: uh, I went over to this
3: person and I said, "Are you okay? Do you need some help?" And they said, "Leave me alone, kid. I'm trying to get some sleep." So you get that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, nevertheless, yeah. That, that stuck with me. That stuck with me. Um, I don't think, who the hell would choose to lay on the street and sleep? Nobody.
7: I really don't yeah. think that they would. Hey, I got a question. Uh, can somebody get in here?
6: I have a question.
7: Ryan, can can, can I ask a question of Chris? <laughs> Uh, actually, Michael, you're you're next in the queue, so actually go right ahead. Chris, why, why is it I got a letter, an anonymous letter about the homeless shelter? Is it true that they just fired their new director that they just hired a short time ago?
5: Uh, well, I'm I'm not on the, the board anymore, but I'm not sure why you would be getting an anonymous letter on, on behalf of the, the board. Maybe they should have just addressed the coalition themselves. So
7: I, I just can't really answer that you can't answer whether they just fired the new director or not
5: well i think that it's out there that the the director that they hired is no longer there but you know i'm again i can't really speak on that right now okay thank you mike okay uh suzanne you're next
6: yeah jimmy um i just wanted to know um we have a a i i believe a legislator that sits on the transportation committee and I'm just wondering why he hasn't done anything to promote signage or anything that would help the downtown Bennington, whether it would be creating that 279 two as a toll road or whatever. I mean, we literally have in Bennington a legislator sitting on the transportation committee, but I've not heard a word from him and all of this, and downtown Bennington, <laughs> it's a mess.
3: I don't know. You'd have to ask that legislator.
6: Well, I'm asking it right now, and obviously, you know, whenever I ask a question, I generally know the answer.
3: Yes, I know that.
6: <laughs>
3: and do you know so, the answer to the question that I'm going to ask you after you get off the phone? I love you, Jimmy.
6: No matter what, I love you. But the thing is, is that um, we literally have a senior member sitting on the transportation hey, committee. Hey, I'm not a
3: senior citizen. i still got two years.
6: No, not you. We have young Timothy Corcoran sitting up there on the transportation committee who has all the power in the world to make Signage and all of that, but yet, Jimmy, didn't you tell me you asked him a question two years ago? And what did he do to you? He made oh, you to throw feel me like under a the
3: fool. Bus. Oh, yeah, you threw me under the bus.
6: Well, tell the story, Jimmy, because it's a fucking reality.
3: <laughs> I asked him. Uh... Oh, Jesus! I'm gonna burn for this. Uh, I asked him, you know. How much he help he could help to get uh us better signage, and he told me that you know the the paperwork and uh, the legal uh things that ho- loops that we had hoops that we had to go through were about three inches thick
6: Jimmy that's not the whole story. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, I, I'm not a good storyteller. Why don't you tell it and, and make no. sure that I don't you're win the election? you're a really
6: good storyteller, but you just fucking threw me under the <laughs> <laughs> bus. Okay. Let, me,
2: let
6: me interrupt. I I'm, I mean, I'm
1: going to choose Suzanne for a moment here. Uh, you're listening to Bennington Area Facebook Talk. We're going to finish it up here with uh, J- Jimmy Carroll. And, Jimmy, first of all, we appreciate you coming on. I have one more person in the queue that... Uh, it looks like they want to ask a question. I'm not sure if it's uh, directed at you, but I believe it's sure. Jeff. So, uh, no, Jeff, here's your opportunity. Go ahead, Jeff.
0: Okay, this is, this is a loaded question, but I am a, 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 a child of, of, of social media. I've embraced it with all my body, heart, <clears throat> mind, and soul. I teach social media and Internet marketing at CCV to a whole new generation of marketing students. Um, last fall the Bennington Banner, in their follow-up to their story about our town manager never having uh, a, a, a real you know, bona fide review, they asked mm-hmm. their readers at large on Facebook to rate our, the performance of our town manager. There were about 80 responses, and I will ask you, I will ask the, the people on the phone, and this is an interactive question, if, if if it was like a if we were ma- playing Major League Baseball, what do you think in eighty responses that our town manager batted? Do you think he batted three thirty three? Do you think he batted four hundred? Any guesses? I I would let me uh, this
3: this is Jim, and I will, I would bet you that uh, he was batting
0: zero. Jim. You are a social marketer extraordinaire. He batted in 80 responses, zero, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, 80, of 80, 80, 80 responses is not a statistically significant mm-hmm. sample, but it is a sample mm-hmm. nonetheless. And, you know, if he had batted 500 or 400, um, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, okay, there's room for error there. But when you bat, when there's not one positive response, and again, I've, I've been a part of projects and have... Lambasted projects like the Weather Channel trying to run movies instead of live live forecasting, and they batted zero zero zero. And when mm-hmm. um, uh, CNN tried to do a show with uh, Elliot Spitzer, and and they had six thousand responses, and they batted zero zero zero. None of those things are around anymore because mm-hmm. people spoke. Social media is a barometer of mm-hmm. what people are thinking. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if there was this is the loaded part of the question. And, and Jeff, you hold get, on. Just,
1: Jeff, hold on. Now that. There's a lot of ways to ask questions. First of all, was that a, an anonymous response? I think that's very important to
0: report. No, 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 they weren't anonymous. You can't be anonymous on Facebook. You can't right. be. Really? Okay. Yeah. Bob? No, Bob? you can't be. Okay. So, you sign again, your I'm name. not saying it's a statistically viable uh, equation, but it's certainly an indicator. But the question mm-hmm. is, was there any talk, and, and again, you can be as ambiguous as you want. Was there any talk with the select board members I don't know. Was there a realization that this happened? Was there kind of an examination that I know, wasn't was there aware low of it. or no batting average? And, and the, the question is, you know, you say, well, maybe we need to make a change. Was I, there any I, talk
3: about that? I was not aware of any of, uh, any of the, the criticisms that came from that. However, I can say in, uh, the eight years that I've had my card, I've had a lot of people come to me with complaints about the town manager. Um, but I've got to tell you, and, uh, you know, people may crucify me for this, and, and I've had, trust me when I say this, and don't take my word for it, call Stu heard yourself, and I think he'll tell you the truth. I've come across the desk at him, and not in so many polite ways, um, but the man, I believe, is doing the best job that he can. And, and furthermore, I think he's very competent. Um, as I said earlier, you know a lot of people think that, you know, Stu, uh, including my friend Peter Brady, is convinced that uh, uh, Stu is just a puppet master. But I want to remind my friend Pete and everybody else in Bennington that is listening tonight that the town manager does not set the schedule or the agenda for the town of Bennington. The chairman of the board, or chairwoman, or chairperson, or uh, vice chair. They set the agenda. Make, Stu make some suggestions, but Stu is serves at the leisure and the pleasure of uh, the uh, select board, and he has heretofore done a competent job. You may not always agree with him, but he has done a competent job, and I cannot think of a time where he has actually. He may have in his column made suggestions, or may, maybe to a, a lesser degree than Stride about his opinions but opinions just like we all know uh uh everybody's got one and everybody thinks the other guy stinks but one one Jimmy. let me finish and and the time that i've been on in the time that i've been on the board uh, school has carried out the will of the, the the uh the people and it's been directed by the chair and the vice chair and i've sat across the, wow. i've sat across the table and have gone toe-to-toe with
6: them. Jimmy, the only thing I'm saying about Sue is, that, you know, it sometimes does a local little town good to bring in new people and new ideas.
3: Yeah, you remember how I mean, that worked out? with can... Remember Suitcase Louie, Susie? Your father was oh. living then. Remember Suitcase, suitcase Louie? who ripped off wow. the town of I can by about $50,000. you remember that? And Jimmy, I, I can father, promise your father you. Your was pretty tight
6: with him. I can, I can promise you that um, it doesn't hurt a local town government to switch out their town managers every once in a while <laughs> because otherwise yep. they get a freaking... They they accumulate a lot of knowledge, and then everyone that's coming in has to answer to them because they're the only ones that hold the knowledge. But the truth is is that in local town governments where there's a town manager in general, and Stu's (laughs) a wonderful guy, I've known him nearly my whole life, and I don't have anything bad to say about him personally, but... (laughs) My point is, is is that in Bennington, really you should change out your town manager every few years. Get a new frickin' perspective. You don't accumulate somebody who has more knowledge than anyone sitting on the select board, which is what it is now. You all go to him for the knowledge. He, he owns the knowledge. He's the master of the knowledge. And that isn't really what... <laughs> our government is set up for Oh, you're
3: such a condescending little bitch that is not <laughs>
6: <true>. <laughs> really Timmy?
3: yeah really.
6: really really because I just told the truth
1: oh, and then I what
6: called a condescending a bitch because oh, please, hold,
1: on. hold on okay we just muted everybody there we go and you're welcome to say whatever you want Uh, You're listening to Bennington Area Facebook Talk. The reason I do this is because a lot of people listen later on, and the fact is uh, we're going into our second hour. We're already way into our second hour, and we're having a great conversation. Initially, we talked with Jimmy Carroll uh, about his run for Select board, and now we're going to drop that. Jim, you're welcome to stay with us and just talk in general about things. We're just going to let the conversation go. And we don't have a problem with, with you guys going back and forth, but everybody give everybody else a, a chance. I see Mike is still with us. Mike, I'm going to bring you in the queue shortly. And I want to bring up a few comments. Keep, a lot of people are listening on the their computer. And uh, number one, first of all, I've got to say this, guys, and everybody should give them kudos. Jim Hunt is in Albany. Guess what? He's in the hospital, and he's listening, and he's loving this conversation they call him Mr. Bennington, and uh, so guys, you know, give him kudos. He, he can't talk on the phone, but uh, he's in the hospital. He misses Bennington, he said here in his text chat, and he loves this conversation. So say hello to Mr. Bennington. And, uh, again, if you want to say something, just raise your hand, star eight. I have two people in the queue. Mike, uh, Mike Bethel, you're actually up next. So I'm going to
3: unmute everybody, and here we go. So.
7: Get Uh, get your ass
3: back here and pick up that camera and
7: start taking pictures. (laughs) wishes to the guy in the hospital, the gentleman in the hospital.
6: Hold on, Jimmy. I want to go back to where you just called me a condescending um, frickin' bitch.
7: (laughs) I
3: mean that in the nicest possible way. I really Really, do. Really, Jimmy?
6: I really do. I mean you're just a super frickin' hero. In the
3: nicest possible way. Hey, Mike. Th- listen, the guy that they're they're going to dedicate the uh, the statue to in the town downtown. Mike Bethel needs to talk. Yes, Mike's up next.
7: Go ahead, Mike. Susie, I agree with you 100. <laughs> percent
6: Thank you, Mike. So you know what? Just, just about just everything you said. Dirty. That just
7: I don't think you're condescending. No, well, I, I don't think you I'm you're- just a
6: woman who's telling him off.
7: <laughs> well, here, here's what I want to bring up about the conversation. Susie, I love you. You know that. You know I do. Hey, can I, can I talk here for a minute to kind of get the dialogue going back on where we need to go as citizenry in Bennington and not the personal love or hate fest between the two of you? On the bypass, <laughs> let's come to reality. We can't Wait a
6: minute. Can you hear the helicopters flying over my house that are rescuing people off of I-4 that are dying? <laughs> so you think you have issues in Bennington? People on the interstate here in Florida are freaking dying over traffic. Sorry. All
1: right. Go ahead, Susan. We're going to mute her. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs>
7: you, you, you can't move forward if you keep looking backwards. We cannot erase the fact back- that bypass is here. We now have to make our town the best it can be with the bypass. We need to have a select board members and the town manager and his staff working to come up with plans on how to make Bennington a better place to live today for the future. We need to come up with a game plan for recruitment for downtown to get those businesses so that they're back filled, not empty. We need to lower our tax rate by getting stabilization of uh, our property taxes. We need to put things in front of the people. Do we want to bond, for instance? Do we want to, up to the people, to get rid of some of these problems we have and maybe level off our tax rate over the next 10, 20 years? We need to have... screw all
3: that, Michael. Michael, screw all that crap. You know, just get people back into the downtown spending money,
7: paying taxes into the businesses that had that have, we've lost because of the bypass. All right, Jimmy, you're running for the select board. Jimmy, you're running for the select board. did is you know,
3: you're and Michael, you're making it so much more complicated when 10 uh, 5 10 15 20 years ago, it was very simple.
7: I know, but we We had a nice
3: supple downtown and you know, you, you, you castigate and you criticize people. I'll, talking I'm talking about the, question, the past. Yeah. I'm not done yet.
7: You're on. When when we have when we have to enter the downtown, and I know people. people. I'm asking you a question. What is your plan to recruit or redesign so that the downtown, as a prospect of a reelection that you might get reelected, you tell the people right now what is your plan for the future for the downtown. Don't beat up the. My plan for the the the
3: future for the downtown is to get them back into the downtown. That's my plan. And one of the ways that we we do that is to redirect the, uh, the the bypass. You know, uh, pitching and moaning and, and and calling up these ridiculous ideas for uh, tax assuasion or uh, uh, reducing taxes when on, a, on a, the on the back side of it. Whenever you talk about uh, reducing
7: taxes for someone, somebody else has got to pay for it on the other end. You didn't listen to what I said, Jim. You didn't even listen to what I said. I said have the discussion with the public about the tax situation. I didn't say put it on somebody else.
3: I think what you said is, you know, a tax abatement. Is that what you said?
7: I said we need to find – you're running for the select board again, correct? Yes. What is your idea to lowering or stabilizing our taxes and finding a way to replenish the downtown so that the bypass isn't a negative but a positive? Well, number one, you know, in a very simple way, Michael, is redirecting
3: traffic to the downtown. I think that is the one thing that has led to the, one of the things that has led to the serious decline of the downtown is those people just don't come through Bennington anymore. And I was in to see my friend Natasha, the crazy Russian girls today. And she and I have been tight for the last seven years. And, uh, I walked in there about 3 o'clock. I was going down to a deco to uh, have my second interview, and uh, there were these three young guys uh, dressed in uh, scre- or, uh, ski uh, uniform stuff or whatever you want to call it, costumes, whatever you want to call it. And I uh, came in to Natasha, and I said, uh, who are the three guys up front? And she said, they're, uh, they're skiers heading on their way to Mount Snow. She said, it's the first skier as I've seen in two years. All right, so, will you answer my will you answer my question? Uh just I think I have. I think I have. We need to redirect traffic into the downtown that we've lost.
7: What are you gonna to do to make it interesting for the do- for people to come back into our downtown?
3: Uh,
7: Mike, you know the things the same things that have always made uh uh Bennington
3: an, in- an interesting place to come down to. Madison's the Bennington Pizza House, uh Gamers Grotto. You know, the same things that uh, – that, uh, uh, and all the, the – uh, what's Joey Culkin's place there, the, the fiddleheads? Those are all things that uh, that make Bennington an, an interesting place to come to. But you've got to have traffic. And, you know, the the bypass, which was proposed approximately 70 years ago with the best of intentions,
7: has been a disaster.
2: And
3: how are
7: you going to get rid of the bypass, Jim? I, I, I mentioned it earlier, at the,
3: the Vermont state border, make it a toll road. It, you but can't
7: do that, Jim. With, that's totally illegal and irrational. It, wait, well,
3: I, I don't know that for certain, and you don't either. But what would you do?
7: Nice. I'll bet you Are you going to talk,
3: or are you going to let me talk?
7: Well, I'm going to talk but for I, a minute. What I, I, bet suggest, it's nice to I would suggest. Nice. Live for a thousand years and never get a five-dollar toll in, in Vermont on a roadway. So that's not even realistic thinking. And that's what you bring to the select board. Unfortunately, Jim, you don't want to talk, you don't want to listen, you don't want to come up with Michael, ideas that are viable. You uh, just and spent, and spent 120 just cannot... million dollars on a bypass, and you think this Michael? state is going to put a toll on it? Are you Michael? out of your mind, Michael? Let me just hear me out. I don't know that whether I don't Richard. know whether this kid. Don't can tell me be about or... ears that come to your buddy's bread factory. Talk about issues that you want to bring <laughs> to the select board. Get re-elected,
3: Mike. Mike, I don't. I, I'm not speaking as a select board. Just talking about this idea. What I'm suggesting is that um, Vermont taxpayers would be exempt, and we would exempt truck uh, traffic, which is what the entire th- the bypass was originally designed for. Was to get the truck traffic out of Bennington and redirect the traffic that we want into the downtown and that is New Jersey, Connecticut, and all those other people that are not Vermont residents, and give them a free route to come through Bennington and and travel up to, to Manchester. I don't know whether it can be done. I'm just telling you, I'm throwing out a crazy idea that it may be possible. I don't know for a fact that it can or can't be done. And frankly, Michael, you don't either. But it's worth, I think, exploring. Idea. And Michael, that's the problem. Here. We need
7: solid ideas to regrow the downtown. What happened with the carrot and the stick idea that Dan Monks was supposed to bring up several months ago? to, which to, was? Give, to give incentives for people to grow businesses and start businesses downtown? Where is that incentive? Wait a minute. What, what specific program are
3: you saying that Dan proposed? I don't remember. Dan is,
7: has proposed a small, and he's supposed to bring it out, and you people never. Capitalized on it. A carrot and stick uh-huh. program to let people be able to rent, have options, rent control, maybe give some mm-hmm. of the low money to offset their rent. Where is the proposal from the administration and this select board on how to grow the downtown? Mike, it's not how to close off the bypass or find them Mike, the I, I, Mike, I got a spotty memory, but I don't recall anything with any specificity that it resembles. Call I'm up Dan Monks Monday. Call up Dan Monks Monday and ask him, Do you have or are you working on a plan called Carrot and Stick about mm-hmm. giving incentives for the downtown, and they would penalize the merchants that keep their rents hot, high? In oh wait, 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 Okay, you're talking about something very
3: different. Well, uh, you rephrased it now, and what they what there has been talk about is uh, vacant landlords that you know who keep. Uh, Empty storefronts, and you know, over time, and we've all seen it. You know, empty storefronts just make a town look ugly, make it look depressing, and uh, there would be a progressive tax, as far as I understand it, and don't collect, uh, quote quote me directly, but what would happen is that uh, you know, over time, for uh, uh, landlords who continue to leave an in, in empty storefront, you know, with dirty windows and you know, nothing attractive uh, that there would be a progressive tax
7: uh, until and unless they were willing to uh, where provide. Where is that? Where is that plan now, and how come that hasn't been implemented or start to be implemented?
3: Well, it's got to be adopted by uh, uh, just, the select right. board. Yeah, right. It's got to be ad- uh, uh, adopted by the select board, and it just hasn't come before us. But I promise you. But uh, uh, over the, the next several weeks, uh, I'll bring it up.
1: Okay, Mike and uh, Jeff, uh, everybody, I've got to interrupt again. Again, we're having a great conversation. Mike, you've had your say. Uh, I've got a couple people in the queue, and, you know, we just like to move things along. It's not I'm not trying to squash anybody. And I know, Suzanne, you know, I got you muted, and you're probably pissed, But and I see you raised your hand. But uh, anyways, Mike, we got to move along. Let other people have a conversation here a little bit. You guys, it's a great talk. So let's let's move on right now and let's uh, go to Suzanne. Suzanne has a question. Suzanne, uh, you're up. Well, my
6: big well, go ahead. I I want for hate to be muted ever.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Don't I know that? And so does your husband. Hear me? You know that better than anyone. I talked to your husband last night. He knows how he must, how much he wants uh, to mute you. Your husband would no to mute. mute, you every day.
6: Uh, <laughs> well, I hate the to mute it. button. Go
3: ahead, get
1: to it. Go ahead. In any
6: event, <laughs> my whole purpose is on promoting Bennington and making it a better place. And I totally understand. And I see it from the outside. No, I'm an insider, living on the outside. And I look at Bennington like, oh my God, the bypass came in and freaking hit you
2: guys.
6: (laughs) I mean, knocked you out. And it wasn't like you didn't know it was coming. I mean, everyone knew this was coming, whether you denied it or whatever you did during those years. But in the last few years, the bypass came in and knocked y'all out and knocked downtown out. And I don't really see. Downtown Bennington or the select board or Stewart, and I love him. I mean, he's good, but it is totally time for a complete change in Bennington because this is a whole different ball game. I mean, this came through two years ago or three years ago or whatever it was, This is something entirely different from the entire history of Bennington. Up until two or three years ago, all traffic came through Bennington, seven and nine. Now you have none of it. But we still have the same frickin' (laughs) political people running the town. We're just going to do what we need to do. We're going to go by what we need to go
0: by. I mean, come on. Wake up, Bennington. Can I can – I, this is Jeff. Can I just jump in for, here for a second? I don't know if I'm muted. Please,
6: by all means, because okay. I, they I'm, need I, a what fucking white I, like
0: I, I think that Jim said something very cogent uh, not too long ago, and he, he said that we need to get more uh, attention to what Bennington is we need to fill up what we call the marketing and sales funnel of Bennington. Yeah. If Bennington okay. is a business, wait a minute. If Bennington is a business, then we have to run it like a business. Now.
6: Yeah, but three weeks ago we, so we he but said well, hang on, hang, he hang didn't on, want I'm to just, run it like a business. So I am okay. confused. Well,
0: Who said that? Let, Who said let, that? Let's, let's let's just predicate this that the town of Bennington town of Bennington it, you know for the people by the people and from a commerce standpoint should be run like a business. How much, and this is according to the Wharton Business School, the greatest business school in the land, and some may argue about Harvard, but Wharton's way up there too. What do you think the, the marketing percentages on revenues is in, in any business? And, and before we start guessing, it's about 8% on the low side and 20% on the high side. Now my research, people have told me the town of Bennington spends $6,000 marketing itself you're not going to get anywhere on $6,000. So this town yeah. is in bad need. This town is in terrible, terrible need of marketing itself to the world at large. Yeah. And again, to I totally the, the business, agree with you.
6: Yeah, go ahead. No, I totally agree with you. But the biggest issue in Bennington is that you are dealing with these people that don't see the outside.
0: And that's where decisions are made. You, know, you can talk about, the, the, you can talk about you know, pushing the toothpaste back into the tube with the bypass, but it's not going to happen. As I said, there's a whole other superhighway, electronic superhighway, where people are making decisions about Bennington. They're making decisions. We're still caught in the brochure age. Well, let's put out a brochure. People aren't making decisions based on brochure or magazines that sit on coffee tables anymore. They're doing it with apps. Bennington doesn't even have an app. If I'm in Bennington, I don't even know. And there's an app. I don't even know what's available if I happen to stumble in. So there's the the whole new digital age is out there, and that's where it all is. And it's only going to get worse. We have to get out of the 20th century of marketing and get into the 21st century. And and there's very good news there because it's much cheaper to market yourself in the digital world where everyone is making decisions rather than the brick and mortar. Magazines, New York Times ads, ads, TV ads that are very, very expensive. So we
6: count Grimshaw. I agree with you <laughs> wholeheartedly. You, know, you
0: look at look at other towns that are that are promoting themselves as a as a as a, as a destination. You know, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, one of the hottest towns in America. They spend twelve million dollars marketing themselves. Virginia Beach, Virginia, spends. $17 million marketing itself. Colonial Williamsburg, they're in real trouble because they've only been spending $3 million and they don't think that they can feed. They're doing all, they're, 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 they're upping their, their marketing budgets. Does Bennington need that kind of money? Absolutely not. But $6,000? I'm sorry, people. We can't do anything with that. And there doesn't seem oh, to be, and by the there doesn't way, seem to be, yeah, go ahead.
6: And, by the way, we have a local legislator who sits on the transportation committee. We have a senior senator sitting in the Senate who could easily bring back money.
0: Well, yeah, and you have to look at where we are. You're one. Why are we going up to St. Albans to look at a place that's out in the in left field to see how they prepare themselves when we're on the pitcher's mound of the megalopolis? We're on the pitcher's mound and we can't and get God. say boo to them. We, you know, yeah. St. Albans is out over the left field fence. We don't need to be benchmarking St. Albans. We it's need to be awful. benchmarking us.
7: You, you need to elect new people to the select board. Is what you need to do.
6: And at every other office in Bennington, Mike.
7: <laughs> right you're right again but it starts with the select board
6: yeah no but i'm just telling you you have a let's <coughs> So, michael, who, is michael, sitting. Who,
3: who, who are your butt boys uh, we
6: have a legislator who is sitting on the transportation no let michael answer
7: house. let Susie. let michael answer who is your butt boys mike well why be derogatory because one of them ain't you what are you Mike, talking
2: about, Jimmy? Mike, who you are you endorsing?
7: Mike, who you endorsing? I'm not endorsing anybody, but who I'm not endorsing. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me a week ago who you were endorsing. Well, I told you. We
6: have a legislator who is sitting and the.
7: Susie, shut up. Okay, I fixed that for you. <laughs> Go ahead, Susie. Michael, Michael and, Mike, and Jim, who, you
1: have endorse-
3: Go ahead. Who do you think are the uh, Who do you think are the the uh, the? I think-
7: There's there's four people that the the voters should pick from. Uh, Your buddy, Brady, uh, I think uh, Miller, Pembroke, and I'll give the fourth one to maybe Joey or whoever they want. Those four would bring the majority change to the board, the select board, where all these people that have just been talking want change. They would see change. You need to bring two people on to coincide with the thoughts of Justin uh corcoran and john mcfadden Mm -hmm. okay all i wanted to know i agree
0: with joey joey's an idea man we need an idea man we don't need people to administrate and rubber stamp and say no i hope i think that my feeling is that joey's getting some real traction and i hope that continues
7: well, I, think, I think we need change, and I've got my favorites, and I hope other people at least pick from those four, two of those four, because you're not going to see change if you get the other ones on there. They're going to go along with Michael Keane. You're going to see Michael Keane probably as the chair next time, and I am not a fan of him. All he is is talk and no action. Uh, we need action. We need somebody to uh, – I think Stuart Hurd has done a pretty good job, but he needs direction from the select board. And the only way the voter has a tie to that is – getting a majority that thinks the way they think. If they want change, you've got to do it.
0: I'll buy yeah, that. I, I, I'll buy that. I, I think that's right, that Stewart is probably a reflection of his governance. And if there are people who have their heads in the sand and their heels dug in, then Stu does. So I would hope that if Stu, if has a new time and a new that's day, that Stu would embrace that, and, yeah. and he will co- go with the prevailing wind. And, I, uh, you know, I, I certainly think he should get the chance.
7: Jeff, he has to go with the prevailing winds or he's gone. With a new select board, nobody's going to try to fire Stu Heard. Nobody's going to make Stu Heard move out of, out of the way. They're just going to give him a different agenda, a different policy, a different work form to go by. If he doesn't want to do it, then they can say, look, you either do it or you take a retirement. We don't want you to do that, but we're not moving forward where the people want us to go. And you can bring us there, Stu, but you can't do it the way you're doing it. We need to change.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just have to uh, – we're getting close towards our end time. Michael, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, a couple things. I, Su- Susie, I see you in the queue. I see Jeffrey, you're in the queue. No problem. Uh, there's a couple other people that have typed things in I want to also bring up, if I can. Number one is uh, there was an anonymous comment by someone listening on their computer. Why is everyone against Stu. He's not the problem. Michael Harrington is the problem. He is the economic director. Uh, what about the BBC, the Chamber? So I want to throw that out there. It was just comments made by someone on a computer. Uh, the other thing is, guys, uh, we could probably go another fifteen minutes or so, but it's going to be uh, we're going to have to wrap it up soon. So I wanted to uh, just throw that out there. And uh, just let you know, you're listening to Bennington Area Facebook Talk. We've had a great conversation tonight. Jimmy Carroll started out. We, he talked about his candidacy for Select Board. We've had wonder, wonderful uh, people join us and, and with lively conversation, as always. With, uh, we try not to mute people, but at this time we had to. So with that said, um, I see Suzanne as the next person in the queue. So if you don't mind, I'm going to unmute everybody and let her come in. Here we go. <laughs>
6: I just had to take my blood pressure
3: pills. (laughs) Hey, i got a bullet pill for you. Can I fire it from Vermont? (laughs) How close do I think I get it to
6: your head? Uh, Let me just tell you, Jimmy and I go way back. We're like brother and sister, and we freaking go at it every night. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. My, my husband has to break it up. Oh, <laughs> right.
1: Anyway, go ahead and make your comment. Let's, let's uh, keep the conversation going. Right. Go ahead. My
6: comment is this, is that as much as I think Stu is a service to the community, I think at this point he has become the end-all, be-all for the select board where they go to him and they have become lazy. And they go to him for every freaking answer, and that's not his job. He is supposed to work for the select board. He is supposed to answer. Susie, to the I want you to I you. want you to say
3: that to Justin yes. Corcoran and and uh, Jason Morrissey Stop.
6: Stop and uh, and
3: John McFadden. Tell them that they're just his little butt boy. I want you to tell them.
6: Well, they are. Oh,
3: they are. i you right They're sending a to your house.
6: You know what? And I think Jason Morrissey is a freaking asshole. So <laughs> let him call me. I'm not afraid of him one bit at all. But the okay, truth hold, on. Is
1: hold on, Suzanne. Uh, we got to be a little careful here. We don't want to, uh, you know, we can
6: say what yeah, we want. But we, we can't out. I didn't go there. What I was trying to okay. say was that... <laughs>
3: Those three guys were the biggest critics of uh uh uh, uh Stuart Heard in the last five years. They were never his butt boy. They were after Stuart
6: every Jimmy.
2: Okay Good evening,
1: Brian Good evening, sure. Brian. How are you tonight? Well, hold on one second. We're having a great conversation. I just muted you again, Suzanne, because I gave you the opportunity to make a statement. And anyways, um, I'm going to bring you back in and just answer this. I know you had an issue the other night with Michael Arrington, so here's your chance. You're unmuted.
2: Are you...
6: Okay, so I'm... I'm muted right now and I'm hoping that I can answer this is that the only thing I was trying to say about Michael Harrington and Stu Heard is that they've been there forever and that's not normal in town government. I mean, it really isn't. It's like the select board gets elected and then you elect your local leaders, but unfortunately in Bennington it's, it's become the opposite way where the Town manager and all of the people that work for him are the experts in knowledge, and they are feeding the select board. And the select board has no knowledge and are not really capable of being the electoral democratic people Uh-oh, in the town.
3: You, oh, you do dumb. And,
1: and, and how, how do you know this? Do you watch the – you can't watch on CAT TV in Florida – how do you oh, know? All I this?
6: watch it. No, trust me, I watch it because I watch my Oh, yeah, you can watch, watch it on YouTube. YouTube.
1: You can watch it on I YouTube. I watch
6: my Jimmy Joe. I watch oh. him. <laughs>
1: okay. okay, so you had your chance. Let me go to the next caller. Okay, we just had someone come in. Is that Joey joining us tonight?
4: No, uh, Brian? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, Andrew. I actually have been uh, on the computer doing book work here. Still at work. And listening to uh, the conversations, um, I've typed a couple of things in. I don't know if anybody saw the comments. Uh, one of the things is businesses can't wait for government. If a business is going to succeed, they have to go out there and get the business. From mm-hmm. the crash that we saw in 2008, I have a local business. We watched our sales erode 63% in two years, and we survived that. And now we've gone back out through what Jeff has been talking about, Yelp, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Google, and using that social media to get to the people who are coming into the state who have the money to buy product, and we're attracting them in, and we're selling product. And because of that, I can say year to date right now, our sales are up 42%.
3: Bravo.
4: Bravo. Where do you live? But I'm not waiting for government. Now, what I'm waiting for government to do is to stop crucifying us with property taxes in this town. i watched our property taxes double and triple <laughs> over the last 10 years and see no return on that money.
3: Okay. Where do you it's live, double- can I ask? Where
4: do you live? Uh, I, Actually, I live in Shaftesbury, but I can't, okay. because I live in Shaftesbury, I would love to run for the select board, but um, I'm an outsider. <laughs> can
3: you tell have- me the business that
4: you run? Uh, I own Bennington House of Tile and Carpet.
0: Okay. I think that's awesome that you you saw the challenge and you saw the the, the digital marketing world in front of you and you grasped it and you're being well rewarded. Bravo, bravo. And I can tell you that I can identify every business that's gone under and they didn't. They didn't. They Mm -hmm. simply opened their doors and hoped that people would come in. But and I've invested to... in other pieces of business, and I've always said the minute you do that, I'm out of this business and I have wandered out of some other businesses so Bravo,
3: I have to ask you i mean did did you get any guidance from the uh, state, or was this totally out of uh, uh, from under your sh- own shirt collar and if if that's the case, then he, man, you ought to be selling it
4: spending a lot of time at trade shows, conferences. Listening to the experts out there who mm-hmm. consultants who make a lot of money going into businesses, these people are available at different conferences. Just mm-hmm. listen and work with their paperwork. it's It's mm-hmm. not rocket
0: science
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, jim jim, I, I I talked to the the board the other night and i and I outlined all the good stuff that's happening and and I said, the, that's the great news we're getting, we're getting an influx of great news coming out of Bennington. The problem mm-hmm. is it's coming in very slim, thin channels because there is mm-hmm. no one there is no function in Bennington to aggregate this stuff and to push it out to to our constituents, both in Bennington and the people outside that we 're marketing to
4: but so like the, town, for- the
0: township really really needs to get with the digital age. This is how decisions are being made. The days of brochures and and our town video that we spent seventeen thousand dollars on—that's not even on YouTube, the second largest search engine on planet Earth—because mm-hmm. someone made the decision to give it to a small company that didn't know what it was doing. You know, so now it stands on the town of Bennington uh, uh, website, and I there's not a huge number of hits on that website, and that's the only mm-hmm. venue where it's seen. So sure, I mean, I, just,
7: we Go Sir, ahead. can I make a suggestion to you? Can I make a suggestion to you? Can you hear me?
4: Who? Yeah, who are you uh, addressing? Who's this? Uh, the guy with
7: the, the tile company up in Bennington. Yeah, right? how you doing, Mike? How you doing, Mike? Good. What I would like you to do, we're going to bring back the Bennington Tonight show, and I would like you to come on our show and talk about your plan. But before you do that, I would like you to go in front of the Bennington Select Board. And present under citizens your ideas so they get played over and over again on the CAT TV at the Select Board. The problem is you have a great idea, but you're keeping it virtually to yourself. The public needs to know about your success In your view. You don't have to live in Bennington and vote in Bennington. You are in Bennington as a business person. So I wish you would do that. You can call me privately or off if you, know, you want to if you need help doing it. And if you want to be on my show, Bennington Cat TV, it's a great idea. Um, it's something that should be further looked into.
4: But like for uh, Jim, for your um,
7: yeah.
4: hot dog wagon, I, yeah. I typed on there, get on Yelp. Mm-hmm. Uh, people coming through town looking for a quick bite to eat, Mm-hmm. If you're on Yelp, they're going to go to Yelp and they're going to see hamburgers.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: They're going to get off the highway and go to you. you know? oh, I yeah, or conversation. Really, I really
3: do. I really, really appreciate that. I can't tell you how much yeah. that more I appreciate conversations it. And fact, on your, and on, that. your, conversation on a Facebook page. The fact of go. the matter is that you've been as successful as you, as you are, and you have been, I really want to sit down and talk with you. But my biggest
4: thing is government has to really get out of business's way because as we're mm -hmm. able to grow, we're going to hire more people. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: But if government keeps us from putting roadblocks in front of us, like when they send the auditors out because uh, uh, when they changed the subcontractor law in Vermont here, uh, Mm -hmm. you know how many businesses that the government crucified – over that subcontractor law change?
3: No, I don't.
4: Uh, hundreds of businesses all over the state are paying huge fines because mm-hmm. a guy... Well, what had,
3: was the impact on you?
4: Um, we were using... We had a whole separate commercial division left that was yeah. doing um, bid work install work, and we were using right. subcontractors because we could draw them in. On a contract basis, it's not continuous jobs. You're very busy in the summer with schools, and then Mm -hmm. those jobs slow down, and then you pick up a couple more jobs here and there. So guys who've worked out of their vans for 10, 20 years, who've had their own businesses,
2: Mm -hmm.
4: the state now wants everybody to put those guys on payroll. So because I used them as subcontractors, I got audited by the state. So because of that, I shut down my commercial division. Mm-hmm. three people lost their jobs. That was almost 200,000 in payroll uh, for those three people that I handed back to the state, but I'm paying a $29,000 fine because I use subcontractors. And I sat down with bill bots over this. I sat mm-hmm. down with a couple of liaisons to the governor. I sat down with uh, a couple of lobbyists in the chamber and I showed them on paper, over a three-year period from this business alone in tax revenue that they would lose between $160,000 and $180,000 in tax revenue you know, from payroll taxes, mm-hmm. et cetera.
6: What town center. is this? What's that? What town are you in? Benedict.
4: I think you said Chapsbury.
6: Oh, you're are in you
3: up, uh, I thought, Are you up at the, at the uh, top of the hill on uh, uh, Howard Hill? Yes. Yeah. So, it's not the Shaftesbury border yet?
4: Uh, (laughs) It doesn't matter. I think it would be nicer to be in Shaftesbury. (laughs) 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 My property tax would be
2: less.
4: (laughs) Okay, I just blocked everybody. We got about uh, eight minutes
1: left. This is Brian. You're listening to the Bennington area Facebook talk. Uh, Andrew, I wanted to ask you a question uh, because uh, uh, Jim could probably help you with this. We we had a conversation a while back about. your parking is that something you want to bring up is you had an issue with the town with the parking and uh here we go we're going to unmute and let you answer that oh
4: actually thank thank you brian that's a great great point um when we uh when the new town plan was rewritten for the corridors coming into the town uh Mm -hmm. harwood hill It really does not fall under the scenic guidelines as coming in from the east or coming in from the south, because of the number of businesses on the hill up here. And Mm -hmm. the issue is, well, you've got a big parking lot there.
3: I mean, why would you need to be worried?
4: Well, I'm I'm not really. I'm not supposed to have parking in front of my building here. They the the town wants me to have my parking on the north side or behind the building. Okay. Because it's a scenic highway. Yeah,
7: but I, don't think I can't
3: I can't see any of your parking from there. I mean is that is that the distinction that they're making? Is it that they can see cars okay. from the highway?
4: No, I'm gonna be going into Dan again this summer because um we're we wanna do some repaving up here. And I know over the last couple of years, we've done a couple of patch pavings. And every time I – somebody apparently is driving by, and whenever they see us doing some patch paving, I always get a letter from the town saying, well, the parking in front of the store is illegal. Uh, it was never – Well, who reported. are your neighbors?
3: That's a unique – I'm sorry, my friend, but in the, who are your neighbors? That's what you need to pay attention
4: to. Uh, our neighbors are Vermont Roofing. Mm-hmm. furniture uh Rick, i i i mean
3: that more more as a rhetorical rhetorical question um uh, but you know i've driven by there i don't know i don't know how many times and you're uh, a big white square building on on the corner that i can see can anybody hear me yeah i don't
7: no mean, we don't want to though Hey, man, I don't believe you're interpreting. <laughs> I don't believe you're interpreting that ruling right. Is it Jeff? Is your name Jeff? I don't believe you're interpreting that ruling correctly. That's if you do any major renovations to your building. They can't stop you from parking now where you are. They didn't change anything that can. You're grandfathered in.
4: But when we submitted our draw drawings, we were told we had to have parking on the north side of the building. We couldn't have. Well, you can get a variance from that. And again, this
7: is what I say to you: go in front of the select board. It's very. Oh, it doesn't
3: even it, Michael. It doesn't even need to go to that. you gonna you know, make you make it out to this long, drawn-out, dramatic process when all he has to do is go either to the, the town manager or the select board or not even the select board, but uh, 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 Kevin Goodhue or the assistant town manager. I mean, what a load of crap. You, you want to make this out to this long, out, drawn-out, dramatic process and Jimmy, at least guide this guy into the least dramatic and he's least problematical He's already been there. He already
7: told you. He already told you. Dan Marks told him to do it differently. <clears> hmm. <throat> I already told you that, Jimmy. All right, but you were
3: just directing him to, to bring it to the uh, select board and make it this long, drawn out, not long
7: process. and drawn out. He can ask for a variance. Yeah, oh, you did. Problem. You what did. What are you afraid if you're on the select board? You can't address this guy's problem.
3: No. I can.
7: I can. But right. why bring it? Why bring it bring before it the too. board when, the
3: when, it can be, when it can be uh, solved in a much more simple process? You'd rather, go, you'd rather go. You'd rather go. So here we go we're going to mute everything again
1: because we're getting to and uh, sorry to interrupt but we're getting towards the end of the time we we requested this has been a two hour conversation um, What I'd like to finish up with is a direct response um, from first of all Jimmy and just make it brief but how to help Andrew because I think this parking thing is ridiculous they, they tell him you can't park uh, in front of this place and you can't see it. And uh number two everybody will have a chance the final uh final chance to say something. So uh, we're going to unmute everybody. Uh, remember, we only have about three or four minutes. Uh, they could knock us off here uh, at any time. usually they don't. So I just wanted to mention that. So let's come back to the conversation, and let's see how we can help Andrew, and uh, let's go to Jimmy first, so we're
3: unmuted. Andrew, go ahead here. Andrew, the very Andrew. first thing you can do is pick up the phone and call me. Let me give you my number. It's seven three three. You got a phone? Phone or a pen? Seven three three. Two zero six And I promise you what I what I I promise you what I will do is get a straight answer from you from uh, our uh, town leaders, uh, Kevin Goodhue, the assistant town manager, or Stu Heard. Uh, and you won't get my opinion. I'll give you what uh, the uh, the facts on the ground and uh, the ordinance, what they uh, they provide. And it may not be the answer you want, but I'm going to give you the answer that the law and the ordinances provide. And you can rely on other people, to uh, like Mr. Bethel and others, who will give you their opinion but I'll give you the, what the law provides and what the uh, the uh, ordinances provide. And uh, you can count on me that anytime. And
4: that's it. Andrew, Andrew, you're... Go ahead. Uh, appreciate that, Jim. Um, uh, like Like I said, businesses have to be able to grow in Bennington and... The town has to work and be more friendly with businesses. I hear it all the time. Uh, The sign Gestapo is out there. Oh my God! I got to go in front of the board because for the sign, and people are so afraid because this whole sign issue. So one person called it the sign Gestapo. Uh, Andrew, yeah, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Andrew, one of the last
3: things that Timmy Corcoran came before the board about and six months before that, he called me many, many times. And, I, I you know, initially I was reluctant. He actually sent me to uh, – uh, he sent this individual who has a farm stand uh, to talk to uh, me and convince me about whether or not we ought to have uh, uh, temporary signs. And I, went to, I spoke to Dan Monks and the uh, town manager about it, and, and they told me, you know, these are the laws. This is the way it's going to be. And it wasn't the answer that I wanted to give uh, this man. But Timmy came by, and I think it was about September or October, and he said, you know what, we ought to be a little bit more flexible about this. If the, the, uh, the, um, uh, the farmer's market, can go and place a sign at uh, the corner of Depot and uh, West Main Street. Why can't, and, and they remove that sign, you know, after a three or four hour, hour period. Why can't somebody on the east or west road who's just trying to make a decent living by uh, creating a farm stand, you know, he's not on the dole, he's not asking anybody for any favors, why can't we can not make uh, that kind of a, an exception for somebody who's just trying to make a living. They're not leaving the signs out there. And, you know, granted, initially, this guy that had the farm there was nailing signs to uh, the side of the road uh, against uh, 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 the uh, ordinances that, w- that existed. But Timmy Corcoran came before the board and said, can't you make some, uh, an uh, exception? He leaves his signs out for four or five hours. At the end of the day, he comes up and picks them up. And why can't we do that for somebody who is just trying to make a living and, and, and just um, make a decent living for himself and his family? And I think
4: exactly. that there ought to be exactly. an answer for that and ought to get done. Exactly. A, temp- a temporary sign is generally put out by a business to show something special going on. Yes, it does. Attention. It's not a permanent but, you know,
3: sign. You're, you're right. You know, the, 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 the criticism that I got from Stu uh, heard and from Dan Monks is that, you know, we're going to leave out permanent signage and then we'll have signage everywhere. Um, and, you know, they both had a point uh, uh, that I couldn't disagree with, and that is you don't want signage, you know, whether it's four by eight or uh, one by two, you don't want that crap all over the place, but if it's temporary signage that they pick up at the end of the day, and it's for you know you know just general uh, uh, economic uh, uh, economic uh, something that that they take advantage of on a on a simple economic level that that is not hurting anybody. Why not? Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we do that? Jim, I hate to interrupt, but
1: I, this sucks. It really sucks that we have to go, a bit, but I just got to notice we've got less than four minutes. Um, Andrew, I think you've got a good uh, take there. Uh, so let's go to uh, Suzanne. Suzanne, you queued up. You wanted to talk or say something before we go here? Go ahead.
6: Oh, I'm totally queued up. Because my, <laughs> biggest, <laughs> my biggest issue right now, after listening to this whole frickin' 20-minute thing about signage is that we have a local legislator sitting on the transportation committee who has every opportunity to put signage in at 279 or whatever it's called and all of that but my whole point is is that we have a local legislator, young Timmy Corcoran, who is sitting on the uh, Transportation Committee, who could do signage, who could talk about all of the um, um, issues with maybe making it a toll road or, you know, signage. That's do the whole I, big do thing. I
4: have one for you. I got, you, the downtown still pays an additional tax, correct?
6: Downtown businesses pay an additional tax to shenanigans.
4: To go to Mr. Harrington to basically market the downtown, yeah. correct?
6: Yeah, well, as far if, as know.
4: If you take that money and use it for billboards halfway between Albany and here
6: and work with Jeff...
4: Yeah, well, let me he, just tell
6: you a little story that Jimmy's not telling, is that Jimmy Carroll who's on the phone right now and on this call, went to young Timmy Corcoran, who sits on the transportation committee, and asked him about signage and tolls and all of that. And, Jimmy, why don't you tell him what young Timmy Corcoran said to you? Well, we and can't how do that. No, no no no, 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 no. we got to cut to what, the case,
4: said, This, this, this what really is are saying it. What Hold on. To oh, it.
1: Hold on. Okay. This, I hate to do it, guys, but we got to cut to the chase. This sucks that I have to do this, but I'm only allowed two hours. So uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, so we're going to come back to you, Suzanne, real quick, and we have two more after you. Go ahead.
6: Cool. Well, I really have nothing well, to, to say after to, that.
3: To, to answer, answer Suzy's question, when I brought yeah. it, the, this to uh
6: he a book Jr. at you and said, why don't you work well, it up? Well, he
3: didn't, he didn't throw a book at me, but he held out his fingers about three to four inches thick and he said you know in order for us to get a sign in that state we have to follow this many rules and he held out his thumb and his four fingers about four inches thick and said you know that's what we have to abide by that's that okay there
1: you go End the story okay we got two left uh mr bethel mike anything left? last
4: last words
7: Andrew with the uh, tile company. If you have any trouble and you need help, give me a call. I'll help you get through it.
4: Actually, I have your uh, number, Mike, in my rolodex still.
7: I'll call call me after the show tonight, and I'll tell you what I believe you should do. Okay. Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. If you want some real help,
3: you'll call me.
4: Well, I'll talk to both of you. I have no no problem. i You got your
3: pen. You got your pen. Yeah. Seven three three
4: two zero six one six one but sue sue businesses cannot wait for government to solve the problem if you wait for government it takes forever so if that money from the downtown was used for signage over in new york where billboards are allowed and you work with somebody like jeff to get the businesses marketed to get people through town for food that's what we need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and uh, I guess Jeffrey, you've got the last word here because it's time to go.
0: Very good. I'm a man of action, by the way, you know, and I agree with Andrew that business, you know, should be driving this. And there is a lean, mean, small group working in the shadows to solve, you know, the, to, to gain attention, to make that turn. It's it's a completely out of the box solution. More on that as, de- as it develops, we will be talking to businesses about, uh, around town, and, 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 and with all due respect uh, to, to, to Jim Carroll, we've just decided that the the shortest, you know, the, the most, uh, shortest most effective route is to, is to try and do this privately and not tax the people. Um, and and get the businesses that really want to see the traffic downtown to downtown. So more on that as it develops. I hate to be mercurial or secret about it. And the other uh, course of action I'd like to urge everyone and everyone listening uh, overseas and on the ships at sea is come on down tomorrow to the farmer's market. It's the number one foot traffic generator attraction in all of Bennington. And we hope to see you there. It's a great time. People talk. People argue. People hug. People kiss. People buy. People sell. It's a great time. Uh, and we hope to see you there.
1: That's great, Jeff. I knew you'd get that
0: plug in there. Folks, Jeff, we gotta where go. Is <laughs> where is it, Jeff? It's at the First Baptist Church on uh, 601 East Main Street, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Be there or be square. There you go. I gotta go. Uh, folks, if you can
1: listen to the Bennington area of Facebook Thought tonight, it's been a great conversation. It really sucks that we have that we have to cut it off. But unfortunately, uh, it's time to go. We can only get two-hour blocks. And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. We can do it again tomorrow night. Always a show on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 o'clock till whenever. And uh, it's going to take a good 20 minutes, a half hour, before this, this show can be posted and you can share it with your friends. Guys, it's been a great conversation. This is what it's all about, unedited, un- whatever you want to say. I want to thank you very much, but it's time to go. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: See you.
1: Have a good night.
2: 18 plus.